Africa. This episode is very, very near and dear to my heart because the ladies that I have are here are some high-class professional bodies. You don't even know how to normalize that one. That one is a lot for you because these girls, when they step out, you know they are stepping out. When they come in, you know they are coming in. Their presence is powerful and that's why I had to come and bring them on this platform so that we can get Jelisteen. I would like for them to introduce themselves. So, I'm going to start with my girl to my left. What's up, girl? <laughs> What's going on? My name is Beverly Atezi, Um, and I'm an unconventional African. Oh, yeah, give them. And to my right, I have... My name is Cynthia Chidiogo Fodile, and I guess I am what you call an unconventional African, too. Of course, that's why you're here. <laughs> if you wasn't an unconventional African, you would not be here. This episode is kind of different though, because we're going to really focus on the fact that women, number one, need to love themselves. And the reason why I brought them on is because I know that the conversation that they're going to have is going to be very monumental and powerful. Because number one, you can tell by the way they carry themselves that they are very, very strong women. Number two, they care about the way they look and their presence. Number three, they have a great reputation in the community and they're doing things that others may not consider very conventional, although they may be in very conventional fields. So I will start with my girl, uh, Dave, Zayn. <laughs> Since she wants to throw out, you brought sick name. You call Dave, Zayn. Oh, yeah. Tell them, what, tell the people, what do you do? First of all, before. You know, we get into really talking about different things. I want them to get a background on you. Okay. So I am, I'm a hairstylist. I know, right? So um, I have been doing hair. Actually, I started when I was about 11, just kind of playing. You know, I was an only child back then. So I was doing hair then. And then I decided, you know what? I, I actually really like this. I really love doing this. Um, so it's what I do full time. And now I'm actually kind of stepping into the MC room, which is really um, it's really interesting for a female, you know, to step into that comedic realm. So these are really the two things that I do. Especially a Nigerian female in this day and age. Right. Because I too have MCD events and it's like, it's very different mm -hmm. because we're in a male dominated, you know, culture. And then you go out there and they're just like, eh. <laughs> you are going to command this one? Yeah, you're about to command everybody. And they see how you not only do it with grace and poise, but you do it in a way where you still like have control of everything. Right. Still feminine and still yeah, classy. Still yeah. sexy, you know. Yeah. You wear your high heels, yeah. you can still more cussing. Mm -hmm. well, but I'm a clown, people. I'm still a clown. Exactly. <laughs> Just <laughs> We can do anything. You guys don't even understand. I'm so I just wanna know, like, how did you even get started into the whole hairstyling thing? Like I know that you did it when you were younger, you know, to have fun or that was something you enjoyed to do, but how did you convince your parents mm. that you want to be a hairstylist? Mm. It's not easy. Something that you can just do inside your house. Mm -hmm. <laughs> no, seriously. So, um, you know, I went to college with your sister. And even when I was, like, in my dorm and in my apartment, I was just doing hair. You know, just here and there. 
And then it was really, and I was actually pursuing like the medical field, right? Um, and it was really when yeah, I, all, everybody right. does medical. What do you want to major in? Biology, chemistry, mm -hmm. because there's no other majors. Something ology or history, you're good. <laughs> so actually, it was I studied abroad in Spain my last semester before I graduated. And I remember before I went on that trip, a friend of mine was telling me, she was like, you know, hey, I know you're going for this, you know, this PA route and all this, but I really don't see you, I don't see the passion. I don't really see you, you know, looking up stuff. And, you know, when I see you, you're either on YouTube, you're always looking for the newest hair trend and things like that. So, and I'm so glad I went on that trip because it gave me time to think, okay, what is it that I want to do with my life? That clarity. Yes, I remember sitting in my host mom's house on my bed in Spain and I was just like, you know, do I want to live for my parents? I love them, I want to honor them, but I'm not happy doing this, sure. you know? So that trip really gave me the courage um, to do what I wanted to do. I graduated December 2015. I started college. Hey, shout out to 2015 graduates, baby. <laughs> yes. So that's really how I got started. So it, and it was a lot. My parents gave me a lot of pushback, but now they're so supportive. Um, so they really just had to see how serious I was about this and the fact that I'm, yes, I'm doing this, but I'm, I don't believe in mediocrity. So if I'm going to do this, the, the Nigerian in me says no mediocrity. Nigerian know they carry last. Exactly. So. so it's either you're at the top or you didn't do anything yeah, at all. nothing. And that's a lesson out there for y'all, man. And that's been the narrative for this podcast. If you're serious about your craft, people will be serious about you. The moment you're not serious about yourself, mm -hmm. nobody will be serious about mm -hmm. you because nobody sees the vision. It's only you. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So don't come and complain that my mom won't let me do this, my dad won't let me do this. If you're serious, on focus. Focus. On what you want to accomplish, you get there. Stop saying mommy and daddy. Don't use them as a crutch because mommy and daddy is not in college with you. So the thing you want to do, you can be looking it up, be serious. The money that they're giving you that you're buying Jordan shoe. <laughs> I'm calling you people out. Eyebrow has to set. I'm telling you. The eyebrow has to set. Especially when honestly, it's a waste of time. It's a waste of your talent, and we don't want you to do that. And that's exactly why we came up with this platform. Don't go and waste your talent. Mm. Be serious about yourself. Because when you're 50 or 60 years old, you'll be regressing it. Mm. Oh. And we don't want for anybody to regress it. Oh. <laughs> you guys see why they're here. <laughs> My sister's in there. Come on, tell us. What is exactly that you do that... As an unconventional app, because we see that you are MUA, you do modeling, you do, you take everything, you a goosey, all from all bottom, you miss the teeth together and swallow them. I'm telling you, is this fashion design so I'm telling you, thank you, thank you. She even wear brooch. It's the last doing, and he's a Thank you. Um, where do I start from? I think I'd like to call myself, I'm a jack of all trade or master of some. As an able woman, you cannot just have one source of income. How? Nego, yeah, but I won't kind. I'm telling you. So, um, I'm a full time law student. Wow. Shout out to that. So, L2. Yes, ma'am. Okay. Um, I'm also a part time model for Isoka Inofe on Instagram. You should follow her. Um, also, my outfit is Flair. By Arnie of Ashi. She's actually a, a blog a, a blogger based in Houston, but she also opened her clothing line. Earrings are from Native. So I'm like, I model for different people. Um, part time. Home. 
we have to finish the food. If everyone is part time, part time, part time, they can't full time join us. It's full time. But um, yeah. So I model. I'm a makeup artist. I worked for Mac Bare Minerals, Mary Kay for a couple oh, of years. Um, so I'm just like you. I started off in Nigeria. I think the highest makeup I wore was like eyeshadow. You know when you do three, four yeah. colors. Oh, no, yeah. 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 I was in rainbow. Rainbow kanamotanaka. I was telling you. <laughs> so I came over here and I started, you know, little by little. Obviously, you're still in school now. You cannot tell my mother, I want to paint. I want to paint for I'm telling you. So, I, obviously, I was still focused on school, but I'm like, I needed something to keep my hobby, just to develop my skills. And I started doing makeup on, like, my roommate, classmates, anyone that would let me disfigure their face for a couple of years. <laughs> <laughs> and that's how I'm self-trained, so that's how I actually, like, self-taught. That's how I got into makeup. But, um, yeah, I, I have a YouTube page. <laughs> I'm a blogger. Wow. Sometimes, um, also do photo shoots. So it's just you have to divest the field. Divest the field. But we still have the degree to back it up. Wow. Wow. <laughs> the degree is still there. So yeah, it's just I guess for me, I don't I see myself definitely as an unconventional African because I don't I didn't stick to one path. Of, you didn't put yourself in the box. In the box, yes. I don't want to be just yes. I want to be a lawyer. It's one thing I love. But however, I I enjoy impacting lives with doing makeup giving people make like the joy I see, you know, when I finish doing a client's face, that when they see themselves in the mirror, it's like, oh my God, I actually had a woman that started crying when I was done. And I was like, oh, yeah. so you're just going to cry that eyelash. I'm telling you. <laughs> I was like, I'm happy, but it's like, your face, you don't know how long it took me to put them eyelash. No, what That's all I could think of. But yes, definitely doing different things and networking and just, Diversifying my myself to the to the max. I mean, the truth of the matter is, we're millennials, right? Mm -hmm. So we have now um, gained the advantage mm -hmm. of being able to do many different things. True. Which is why we say it's not bad to go to school. Mm -hmm. Shabi, you went to school. Mm -hmm. True. I went to school. True. You two are in school. It's not. You need to go to school right. because you need to learn a foundation True. of how to live in this society. True. Because. You think 419 only exists in Nigeria. Meanwhile, we've been doing Donald Trump impeachment mm. on TV. Uh, I'm telling you. So it's not like there there's not things in this society mm -hmm. that you have to be aware of. You do. And going to school gives you the tools on how to research, how to look up things, how to be more aware, sure. and how to multitask. Mm -hmm. I think I like to see school as a backup plan. So, because I think, because most of our parents, you want to see why they're so focused on job, go to school, stay in school, get yeah. a degree. And that's because in an event where your passion doesn't pay the bills anymore, you need that degree to, you, I can always, you can always find a job. Right. Like, you can always be like, yeah, I, I mean, I have a degree, so you won't go, you won't hungry. go hungry. That's, that's always the, that's how I understand it. So it's like, yes, I'm a lawyer, but I'm going to be a lawyer. However, I don't see myself staying in that path. If you see me tomorrow on TV, then I also think though that um, going to school, of course, it broadens your connection as well, yeah. and it also gives you a connection. certain drive that I believe that mm -hmm. would that I personally feel like I otherwise would not have if I hadn't gone. True. So I feel Same. like I would have just gone over from high school to straight. I'll just been basic. Same. Same. No, 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 now it right. gave me that drive. I'm just like, listen. 
I've been to school with you're you know, disciplined. You discipline. You're disciplined. And I'm very motivated. Mm-hmm. I'm self motivated mm-hmm. too. True. Like, like I said, I'm not okay with just being okay. Okay, exactly. So Thank too. you. True. But as far as like growing up in an African household, we all know how hard it is. They don't do the saints. It's like very, very hard. But mm-hmm. at the same time, how do you guys feel about the fact that you know when we're growing up, our parents, especially our fathers, oh my gosh, like fathers, uncles, and stuff, don't wear nail polish, don't wear makeups, mm. don't wear perfume, don't. Wear, it's like you want me to be a boy. <laughs> <laughs> when I do look off. Well, <laughs> then you, then they want you to do low cut. Why do you have to break your hair? Well, I only have this much piece of hair, so can I please preserve the one that I do have? I mean, the hair be like this, and we're still holding on. You know the funny thing about I think my my parents were different. Mm-hmm. I didn't have, I'll say, I didn't have, my dad was strict, no doubt, but he was strict when it came to, like, boys. You know, hmm. it's a, I mean, we're all girls. So he has a territory of, you're not supposed to have a boyfriend or have I mean, male friends, he was very strict on that. But everything else he was sure. My dad would buy shorts for us. We were those wow. We were those children. I'm telling you, we well, were. not adopted. I'm, I'm t- I guess he, 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 he traveled, so, like, he was exposed to the Western world early. Mm-hmm. So, like, he would be the one to buy the knickers, short knicker, jeans. We would go to the village, Market Square, with jeans. You know, masculine used to be. I'm telling you, it's all there's no juice. But it was that was my dad. So he was like, when you're exposed early, it gives like you you see things from a different perspective. Yeah, you don't have a desire. You don't to have do a desire it. to do, and I and I really appreciate him and my mom for doing that because my mom was definitely like, you know, they have boundaries. You just know not to cross. Mm-hmm. My mom is like me. We're all friendly and all laughing, but when you piss around to the point where she doesn't jive with this, then. It's better for to beat you than for her not to talk to you. Wow. <laughs> so it's I, I it's one of those things that you just be like, I'm so grateful I didn't grow up in that strict African household, Nigerian household. Because here's That's the nice. thing, most of those kids that they were like choking, choking, they're the ones that when they tear eye, hey, Kim, new new ones, they're choking. I'm really so proud. Seriously, my parents, um, even with just hoop earrings, my mom told me this school, don't I don't want to see you wear any hoop earrings. One day I forgot to take them off. Hey. You know that she now scraped my eyebrows. Oh my god, my god. Class- so now I have to do my eyebrows. My classmates actually, I remember the yeah. seventy school. My classmate, her name was sorry, I'm gonna call her name Um, we just gonna call her Jay. <laughs> but Jay. she came she came to school and I went to an all Catholic oh, I went to an all Catholic um high school. I lady with apostles in Yaba. And this girl she was my birthday mate. That's why I always remember her. She came to school with like shaped hair and no brows. And we had low we were supposed to, we had low coats, so hmm. we already looked like boys. And then we had to wear these little tiny donut earrings. So when she came to school and she had to wear her cap the whole day because she was so embarrassed. And I was like, What's going on? And then she moved. I was like, sis, what your brows at? <laughs> it hmm. was I don't even know how to feel for her, but I was just like my mom would never. So did she remove? Did her parents shave her? My mom shaved her hair. I think the same thing. Yeah, because it's something similar, and I'm just mm-hmm. like, wow. Right. And my see the eyebrow was actually my warning. Hmm. So that wasn't even the max I wore my mom. So the eyebrow was my warning. The next one, I had a parent teacher conference. When I tell you that was the first, <laughs> first and last time my mom ever came to my school. So, and it was so funny how she did it. She she picked me up that day. She didn't say anything to me. Ew, that's that's killer. So you know, we park in this place. You know, this like Chinese haircutting, but it didn't it didn't click to me. I was like, you know, I, I'm just walking behind her. I was like, oh, 
her hair is already done. Maybe she's coming for touch up. Mm-hmm. She no, walked no. and she told us Chinese lady. She said, You see this her hair? I want you to off it. Just off it. <laughs> I said, Are you and it, it even got to a point where the Chinese woman was trying to kind of plead plea with her. She was like, No, no, I, I just you know, cut this much, she'll behave. Mom took the scissors from their hand and she chased me around that place. Now of course I'm not gonna, you know, aid my mom or nothing because she's shorter than me. But I wasn't gonna let her do that. So she was like, okay, either you go and get this much cut off, you know, like she wanted me to leave like maybe like in two inches. Mm-hmm. Either you do that here or if we have to go home, everything is cut okay. coming off. I was gonna fight for my hair because my hair was my glory. Mm-hmm. So I went home and now see I'm a daddy's girl. So I'm hoping, okay, you know, maybe he can, you. maybe he can come on, you know, I did. whatever this thing that's inside my mom, maybe you can come on and draw it out. So no, no. he even now came. It's almost like they were in a wrestling ring and my dad came and now slapped my mom's hand as they, they ganged up they against your sister. Held me down. No. Scraped. I just, all I saw was just my hair falling in front of me. They scraped it. And you could tell my dad kind of felt bad. Mm-hmm. But he knew that I was kind of getting out of control. Right. So he even, you know, he took me to the bathroom. He was like, you know, I do he was trying to do design, you know, so he can take to school. Not design. You know, I'm just looking like that. You know, and let me tell you, it was so. You know, I brushed my teeth with the lights off for like three months. Oh my god! Because you go from having long, relaxed hair, like, all the time, all the time, and now it's just like you know, I'm looking crazy, and it was. I even thought it was a dream. I woke up that morning because you know what, Justin, the dreamer. You know, I'm just. I just felt the hair stubble on my pillow, oh, and I even god. went to my mom's room and st- like took her scarf because I'm like, there's no way I'm going to school. Like, oh my she god! She woke me up six eight and she said, "You're going to tutorials," so I now had to go and you know when I got to school, I put the thing on. I was telling the principal, "Please, you know, let me wear this," you know, and then so that was how I was able to get a pass from the nurse. And the nurse was like, you know, do you want me to call CPS? Do you want me to? I didn't know. Because I'm that she not cut off my head. No, she'll cut off my ear. She'll do like, like I'll just take my ear. It's okay. So I really, I mean, my, I, now that she looks back at it, she's like, okay, it's, it, it was a big much. But, you know, Girl, my, you know what's funny is that our parents take extreme approaches to things. Mm-hmm. But then when you look back, you're like, that was perfect. I'm thinking exactly. Like, I'm because thinking for that. in those years when I was wilding, you corrected me early enough to where now when I'm going out in public or now that I'm older, mm-hmm. I now have a correct mindset, exactly. you know? Whereas people are trying to correct their parents, their children when they're 18, 17. Mm-hmm. It's hard to hold them now. But that's the thing. They don't start early. And yeah. Because I know back then it wasn't... When they say the village, the community raises the child, it literally is... Like, my mom... I can count how many times my mom actually beat us. It was... The teacher from school he beats mm. you. Then you go home. Your neighbor he beats you. <laughs> like everyone whooped you up until you before you when my mom says like I will just beat you. Just go and sleep. Because everyone correct like God everybody took it as everyone took it as a responsibility like you're their child. And if you go back, it's not just a failing on the mom or the dad, it's failing everybody. Mm. So I think that was one of the good things. But now in our in our generation i'm just like everyone is like well that's not my kid that's not my child it's not my business when we talk about this generation i really do feel for them because our parents although they took a harsh approach they also taught us about vanity like all of that stuff is just vain like Mm -hmm. it doesn't really matter because you still went to school chevy you still ate you still did everything that you did but nowadays it's like girls don't even i know young young girls that are like middle school high school 
who have to do their eyebrow, have to do this, have to do that before they even They don't look their age. That's the thing. It's like you see a 14-year-old and she looks older than me. Like when I tell people I'm 27, they're like, you're 27? I'm like, yeah. They're like, wow, you don't look 27. And I'm like, it's not because I don't care myself like 27. I'm like, you just do things accordingly. To your age, yeah. you see 14, 15 year olds are going to prom mm-hmm. is like someone's wedding reception. Yeah, wow. I'm like, wow, because when I was 14 or 15, that was not even all I was thinking of was please, are you going to buy Christmas clothes for me? Can like, I wear lip gloss? I never nails, I barely started doing my nails like mm-hmm. after like maybe halfway through college or after college. It's it's things that I waited for because you just hear when you grow up, you can do these things. Yeah. When you become, when you get, when you become an adult, then you can do your nails, do your eyebrows, do mm-hmm. makeup. I'm like, then makeup wasn't a big deal, but right. you see these 14 and 13 year olds at the nail shop getting clawed up, and then you want, and they're walking around, and I'm like, you're carrying the wrong impression because people are not looking at you like your age; they're looking at you like an adult. Well, yeah. my my issue with it is not even that you know you're getting your nails done, that you even enjoy to wear makeup. The scary thing is, and it's a problem with women in general, mm-hmm. but especially it's close to my heart because of young people. Right. When you feel like you have to yeah. mm-hmm. do these things in order to feel good about yourself, right? That's the danger zone. Mm-hmm. It's no longer like a reward, like oh, okay, you got yeah. you know straight or enhancement, right. right? Like it's not like oh, I'm enhancing something that's already there. Right. It's almost like yeah, I have to completely look like a different person right. in order to be beautiful. And that's what gets these girls on this like downward spiral of like changing who they are and all this. Well, you have to see what they're exposed to. You go on Instagram, for example, you see everyone with the perfect model body. Mm -hmm. You know that's not natural, sister. Yeah. Let's give your doctor an applause. We know. Yeah, we know. Just because they're drinking tea does not mean that they're you. Flat on me tea and Botox, and I'm like, these girls are looking at that, and that's where they think like, oh my god, I need to look like that to be beautiful. And to me, I'm like, and I think of it as self-love, it goes more like self-esteem. Growing up in Nigeria, as your robot, the family, they damaged my self-esteem. Ah, me, it's like, robot. It's like, I'm president of the robot They've called me a papo, a But you know, the funny thing about it is, it doesn't, I laugh at those, but it never, I thank God for my, my mom, who was there to guide it, like, you know what? Yes, she's big. My mom always made excuses. And I was like, now I think of this, I'm like, girl, God bless you. She said, no, it's baby fats. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> it's we go. And I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm 27. The baby fats not going anywhere. Yeah. But they damage, like, not damage, like, you're always like, why are you not like your sister? Why are you not sleep? Uh-huh. Why you, you always get that pressure? And I'm like, these girls are feeling that when you go on. I, I equate that to what they see on Instagram now because you go on Instagram, Twitter, social media, like, you see this model, like, 15-year-old, like, all these celebrities, and you're like, you're 21. I'm like, wait, what? You're 21, and you're looking like you're freaking 30, 40. Because you've enhanced and overdone it, and I'm like, if you don't love yourself, you have to start loving yourself. I had to love myself. I'm like, look, I don't, I'm never gonna be skinny. I was never the skinny child. Well, I grew up as a skinny child, but mm-hmm. not as, as it all sent me puberty hit, it was like, Bloop. me, I came out the room. <laughs> access weights. I know, me too. Nobody wanted to carry me. Those people, <laughs> nobody wanted to carry me because I was such a big baby. But it took a while to love is to love myself, and yeah. I had to appreciate. And this was before the makeup, for the wigs, before the lashes, for the eyebrows. 
it took a while. I have shaved my hair. Mm. I have, to me, I'm like, yeah, hair is amazing, but I shaved my hair. And mm. I'm like, I'm a fine girl. You have to tell yourself, I'm a fine girl. Oh, Maricha. Without makeup, with yeah. makeup, yeah. your brothers are in trouble. Yeah. <laughs> What's that song by those girls? I take your man. <laughs> Thanks. But you have to love yourself. And loving yourself is knowing what you bring to the table. Most people yeah. say I'm the table. I'm like, yes, I'm the table, but I love I love myself in the fact that I will not entertain mediocrity. Pim. And mm-hmm. most of these young girls need that. They need that foundation because it's like when there's no makeup, when when there's no none of these things, when no one is watching, you still are you still happy? Right. Do you need someone to constantly evaluate or tell you, hey, I, you're beautiful? No. I tell myself that every day. All the time. You I said, literally, if you saw me this past two weeks on uh, writing finals, I look like, <laughs> Jesus Christ, I had Gucci bags here, Gucci mm. and Prada. <laughs> Gucci here, Prada, Prada Louis, 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 Louis. <laughs> the bags are my eyes. Louis, Louis. <laughs> and people never imagined that I would literally show. I'm like, look, I don't, makeup to me is an enhancement. Mm-hmm. And that's what I tell when I, my clients, makeup is an enhancement. It's not it's not going to make an ugly person beautiful. Yeah. If you if you want what you want, let's let's touch it. But ugly, when I think of ugly, is it something that you feel on Instagram? Yeah. You have an ugly girl, attitude. Yeah. If you like literally, because there's a time in my life before I started this podcast, I was ugly. Mm-hmm. And I felt ugly on the inside. Mm-hmm. So everything around me just became ugly. It was like Nothing I could do right, nothing I liked. I mean, I just felt ugly. And then you start to radiate ugly. You can't yeah. be a couple, you can do everything, but you will still feel I was, ugly. I would say yeah. ugly is probably like you were depressed. It was like something, because I felt the same way too. Like, you'd be like, ah, almost all these girls are skinny. Because you see a person, like an outfit that you want to wear. Mm-hmm. Like, I'll give you a tip for example how bad it is. I can, me and my sister can have on the exact, my sister's skinnier than me. She can have on the exact same skirt. They think her, her booty her booty's showing. My father would not say anything. The moment I have there's not even nyash, I don't even have nyash to start with skin. The moment that my, my thigh is showing, mm. it's a conversation. Mm. And so it's, it's it's like it. that comparison was always like, no, yes, come I'm looking at him like this auntie is still oh, the one buying shopping. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> so, No, you said no, what's wrong? No, that was that was that was much during this. I didn't know about mental health as a big deal until I went to Scotland where I did my master's, and it was like it was such a big deal for them there. And you'd be like, why you guys? All these people like, why are you people tripping over mental health? And it's like they were literally like it was people committed suicides, and these were like young people. The weather was so gloomy, and yeah, I like cold, so like they didn't have sun, so that actually added to their mood. Mm-hmm. It was like I'm like, okay, what's going on? And they had to give me a whole session or program I had to enroll just to understand the dangers of it and then coming back here I'm like wow I understand me being depressed at some point in my life like you said like you felt nothing was making sense there was a point where makeup I wasn't happy doing makeup and I love doing makeup but I wasn't even happy and it was just those things you think about and you're like wow this is something that I'm passionate about and I'm not happy doing it and then I was like, okay, I need to reevaluate. So that yeah. was the point that I was radiating that. My depression yeah, exactly. was, I was rubbing it off and passing it on to everybody else. Like, if I'm not happy, I can't make someone else happy. Right? Um, so yeah. that was, I, like, I could relate to that because it was like, nothing was working. Relationships, I'm like, look, don't even talk to me. Don't, act like, I, I, I don't even care about your effort right now. Because I wasn't there yet. 
So I had to like find my mother actually thought I was she was like, please my daughter is I'm on depression, you boom one. My mom was No, I feel over no, no, I was gonna say I feel for the, the teenagers. I feel like we kinda just missed that whole Instagram. We kinda we, we had my we, at the we had yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Sorry, because so I really feel for teenagers now. God saved us. God saved us. Because um, and it's not just I mean, there are people our age that are still falling prey to that, but I have to be intentional about not letting that get to me. I'm not enamored by the uh, whether it's the Bella Nigel or whatever, or right, just, you know, right. the, the Instagrams. Like, it's nice to look at, but I have to remind myself that it's, it's not just, reality. It's not reality. It is not you don't know what that person, how, what they go through behind that mm-hmm. picture. Mm-hmm. They could be depressed as, you know, all get out. And mm-hmm. we're just seeing the picture now. We're comparing ourselves and we're doing all this. So I really feel for the teenagers now. And I believe in taking the social media detox. Yep. I believe it's so important because if you get stuck in that now, all of a sudden you could have been feeling great. And then you mm-hmm. log on and now you're like, oh, you're... You know, you start feeling some type of way about yourself. So, and I think women in general, just anybody, we have to be intentional about looking at ourselves, you know, and, and, you know, be like, you know, you're beautiful. Like, you know, you're flawed. Nobody's perfect. Perfect, true. Nobody, there's no, behind all those filters, they're going through the same thing we're going through, but even worse, because now they have all these people looking at them. And they feel like they have to be, I'm like, no, I should be able to go to Walmart or Target without makeup and still feel beautiful. Oh yeah. But then for them, there's that pressure of looking. You have to look perfect, exactly. And it's so funny (laughs) because when you see guys, guys will always tell you, I want to see your your face without makeup or, you know the meme that comes out? I look like Morgan Freeman. But, (laughs) no, but you know the meme that comes out, I said like, take her swimming the first date. I said, no, baby, that's a waterproof foundation. spent so much money on this beach. Do you think water is going to wipe it off? Like, I can't even force it up. Like, this, this beat ain't moving nowhere. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's true. Like, yes, I think that for our generation and beyond, it's it's tough. Right. The, the way people perceive you is so much more important because there is so many platforms on there where you are encouraged to showcase yourself. Right. And so many people are caught lying mm-hmm. about who they are, yeah. what they're doing, right. just so that they can fit in. Right. But that's why I, I think that like what y'all do is so important because yes, you can, I mean, slay their hair complete, mm-hmm. but while you're doing it, you get an opportunity to be that therapy for them, to right. be that encouragement for them, mm-hmm. um, to change up their look, encourage them to okay, yeah, girl, I, I know you want to do it like this picture, like mm-hmm. this girl. You may not look like her, but you're going to look like the best version of you. Right. And that's okay. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And same thing with you with the makeup. And it gives you an opportunity as you're beating their face. Like, here's, you know, different things that you can do. And, oh, I like your skin. I like your eyes and right. stuff. You get to encourage them because these are things that other people don't get to see about them. True. And that, True. Would, mean, that would give them... Um, insight on themselves right. and even just like you modeling being plus size and seeing you on different websites it encourages especially people like me I'm like ah okay if she's wearing that bonnet me too I can't wear the bonnet I never too. thought I would do modeling like ever and I told you it was such a I don't even know I think the first time I ever showed it to my dad mm-hmm. <laughs> he was looking at me like what that was my mom's reaction, but I never thought I could do. It. But it's you looked great. It's you look so great. it's thank you guys. It's so it's so. Um, I don't even. I was just seeing myself as a model. I like I never for once thought about that. But having young girls like even reach out to me, be like, hey, you know, wow, she's so beautiful. And I'm like, ah, 
thank the Lord though. Mm. <laughs> but it's, it's black just, soap. It's like, <laughs> And my mother's prayers <laughs> but you know just see that but because you always see like skinny girls like the skinny model like everyone I'm like wow that's beautiful like but everyone is not skinny everyone mm-hmm. is not gonna look like that i want to know how that outfit is gonna look like on me because it's not gonna look the same mm-hmm. i mean but it's not just even size it's up to color, color yes. and all kinds of stuff whether you have mm-hmm. freckles or no freckles mm-hmm. this or that um acne or no acne it's like at the end of the day your black is beautiful like your version of you is what makes you beautiful Mm -hmm. whether whatever spectrum that you're on you're beautiful and i love Mm -hmm. that that's what you guys portray Mm -hmm. like i mean yes i tell people oh you need to do social media detox and stuff like that but i've been going on social media and i get encouraged especially doing this platform because i look for people to be guests Mm -hmm. i'm like ah my goodness this person really exudes what it means to be right. not only unconventional but proud of who they are yes. genuinely yes um even when you came out with like doing the mc stuff i was like hey <laughs> oh, yeah, it was, honestly it's crazy it was kind of scary to even start doing parodies again because i would do i would do some for aso at um, texas tech but even doing that again i felt honestly i felt like i had to be this super deep person all the time and i felt like the fact that you know, me being a female, and hey, I like to do jokes. I like to dress up in funny characters. I feel right. like, am I, am I doing the most? Like, are people going to take me, you know? Right. But right. I, I'm so glad that I didn't listen to that voice because I really enjoyed doing it. Yes, you can And people funny. look forward to exactly. it. Exactly. What's your character's name? Uh, Mama Agnes or Kung Fu. Uh, Mama Agnes. I give it. Yeah. <laughs> she said, in one of her parodies, are you doing competition with your colleagues? I was dead. Yeah, I was like, oh my goodness. Mm-hmm. Like, we're we're as females, we're able to do it all. And 2020, I hope that you guys are ready because we about to start stepping on the necks of people. Yes. Like, you know what I'm saying? We stepping on necks, mm-hmm. and I'm encouraging all of my females out there. Mm-hmm. Get ready, 2020. We stepping on necks. Listen to these podcasts and be encouraged. Because you have something great inside of you, whether you can do hell, do makeup, or MC, model, whatever it is, go to school, be lawyer, doctor, engineer, whatever you want to do, just make sure in this year, 2020, that we are in, that you are stepping on that. Yes. That is how we are doing it this time. This is Elizabeth, and I am telling you that 2020, I vow to myself to step on next. Are you going to step on next? I've broken the neck. Ah, mm. she's already broken it. <laughs> that, like, well, I've broken the neck. <laughs> well, broken. There is no more table. <laughs> are, there, are you stepping on next? Hey. <laughs> That's it. That's the benediction. Everybody is stepping on next. Yes. All right, guys. So before we wrap up, I would like for you to let people know how they can contact you and stuff like that, and follow what you're doing on social media and. Make sure that they can book appointments because if we're stepping on next, we need to look good. Um, so my social media, well, my personal social media, which where um, all my parodies are, that's Bev Adeze. That's B E V underscore A D A E Z E. And my hair page, if you want to see some of my work, is Beverly Eze. B E V E R L Y E Z E. Hope to see you guys soon. Yes, make sure you book appointments so that when you're stepping on the next year, mm-hmm. it's going left, mm-hmm. right, left, right, your edges left, are right, left, 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 left,
quick prayers for the edges. Anybody who has lost their edges in 2019, you will be restored in 2020. Amen. Double portion. Amen. You Amen. will have them, they will lay. Amen. If you put them one corner, they will stay. They will Amen. stay, my dear. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. <laughs> so, tell us how we can get in contact with you. How can we book appointments? From the Ibo legally blonde herself. We need to go with black hair. I'm telling you, sometimes so. <laughs> um, so my Instagram social media handle is Synth City. So S Y N underscore C I T Y number one. So that's my personal Instagram handle. Um, my makeup page is actually Synth City Glam. So S Y N C I T Y G L A M. Um, they're both linked, and you can just like send me a DM and book an appointment. Um, I'm in school full time, but I do accept appointments. You just need, I just need heads up. I can't do no last thing. Like, yeah, no last thing. Yeah. Because if they're stepping on hair 2020, they will plan ahead. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So exactly. if we're doing hair and makeup, it needs to come join together. Maybe they will book with you on Monday. Tuesday, they will book with Monday. you. Uh, <laughs> they will revise it. They will come to. They will go to her first, and then come to me. Yeah. Go to her however you do it. <laughs> Just make sure they are operating at the time. Yes. Oh, you yeah. people shouldn't be going anywhere on Tuesday, anyways. Go and eat taco. Taco Tuesday. Amen. <laughs> but it's been great having you guys here. Thank you for yeah. your influence. Thank you for coming on the podcast. I love you guys so much. So much. Super oh. proud. I know. I was like, like is this really? Good? <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you're you so much. It, you're well, guys, that's the wrap up of this episode. The unconventional African is out. Yeah. I'm talking about the unconventional, unconventional, unconventional. unconventional.